I met Josh through Aaron, actually, because those two had been friends since, what, high school? Younger? I mean... Middle school, I think. I think we originally met through uh, through church. Well, I say, yeah, we knew each other at church, I mean, since kindergarten. Yes, for yes, sure. yes. Well, you, you went to school with me in kindergarten, mm-hmm. then left, like, I don't know, you just left. I left. I just... Um, you packed your bags and went on the journey. Yeah. Thought you were Bilbo Baggins. Thought he was. <laughs> Spot the height. Uh. Okay, so let me try this again. Oh, thank you, Mr. Johnson. Thank you for helping out with that. Welcome. So we're doing a different method of doing things this week. Um, somehow my power cord went MIA, so I'm having to use Mr. Johnson's a little mixer audience uh, thing uh, interface to actually get audio into the recording and you you know aaron we had a good month last month did we had a very good month in october (laughs) but then something happened something horrible has happened josh say hello Josh is back for this one. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going. I did not. I was curious. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't know that. Something horrible has happened. I looked up at Aaron and I just gave him that blank stare. And he's just like, what is he talking about? I'm like, really? Nothing really? Uh, yes, really. The reality is... Uh, because Josh apparently heard us talk about politics. He's like, oh, I have to be back now for this because I need to talk about this. Right, Josh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, I haven't. You know, it's been two months. He already but misses so, it. I do miss it, but at the same time, it's also nice just sitting there and don't have to observe a Saturday. So it, there's pros and cons to yeah. it. Oh, I, well, yeah. But yeah. So I, I will say this: Thank you for everyone who has downloaded in October. Um, the, today's the last day of October, and we're sitting at 2,700 downloads. Wow! Just for October alone, or total? Just for October Just alone, two point seven k. Wow! <laughs> I y'all people are crazy. Twenty seven thousand. No, two point seven, not twenty seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Two point seven people have downloaded this. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> two point seven people. You know that point seven of a person is Aaron went what? after he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> It, it might be, and it might be. If you all of a sudden hear Aaron go away during the middle of this episode, it's because he drank something questionable right before we start recording. That's <laughs> what I do best. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> so he had this like strawberry like cream, and I pulled it out, and he's like, "What one is that one?" I said, "It's the strawberry." And he goes, "You might want to test that before you drink that." And I'm thinking to myself, why would it still be in the fridge if you had that mindset? And he just goes ahead and pours himself a cup and he just starts drinking away. Yes. And he goes, I, I, I think I, I think it's yeah. I think it's supposed to be like that. I mean, it, it is. I just called it chunky Nestle Quick. <laughs> chunky Nestle Quick. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what? It's, it's something like that. It's it makes me think of Pepnabismo. Okay, fair ah, enough. Ah, yes, I can see that. But it tastes good, though. Does, does it, it taste good? better than Pepto-Bismol. Oh, well, wait. I've never drank Pepto-Bismol before. Really? No, I've never had that. What? What? I've never had Pepto. Or pe- however you say it. Uh, really? Yeah. I'm impressed, actually. I've never had that How did you never I don't get think. that? It's, Not it's, that I remember. It's, I know it's pink. You never yeah. had a stomach kick as a kid. Your mom goes, oh, here's some Pepto-Bismol. I or know. did she only give you the K.O. Pectate? So what? <laughs> 
What? The what? It's a herb medicine that you can use if you have an upset stomach, kaopectate. Um, it, it works a lot better, in my opinion, than Pepto-Bismol, but hmm. it doesn't always taste the best. I've, I have not uh, heard of that one. You know okay. what? Okay. Just one. Just... You guys you guys talk for a second here. You're going to drink some chunky, no, chunky strawberry? Yeah. That and... Uh, I've now I've got now I need a question that needs to be answered now. So what's what's the on. question that you need? He's got to verify. I want to ask my had. mom if I've ever had Pepto. <laughs> Live fact checking. <laughs> yeah. Live fact checking. All right. All right. Anyways, so while can... Aaron is off uh, checking if he ever drank something as a kid, his poor mother. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna be forced to go back in time and try to remember. Yeah. So this, this episode here, Mister Brewer, mm-hmm. uh, just so you know. I'm planning on releasing this one, so this way you can get all of your wonderful political opinions on the wind. This is Monday before Election Day. The day before election is when this one will go out. Next, So, <laughs> we got Trump versus Biden. Well, we also got Joe Jorgensen, too, but that's... Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's, sure. a, that's, a, that's, that's proper response for that. Sure. I, to be fair, we do have a third party out there, but... The reality of the fact is, at this point in how American culture and society is, the chances of that happening are close to zero. But if anything, people who might not want to vote for either candidate can choose to vote for her as an alternative, just so they can say they voted, but they didn't have to vote for two people they didn't like, which also can help possibly shine a light on some truth going forward in the future. Even if that person like maybe only secures 20% of the vote, it still is something oh. that shows, hey, if it's more than last year, okay, there's a trend going on in the nation. If they secure 20% of the vote and Trump wins, there's going to be riots in the street on the fact that Joe Jorgensen caused Trump to enter the White House for another four years. <laughs> well, at this point, I'm willing to bet there's going to be some sort of social unrest no matter who wins. Well, so I know Walmart has already reversed course on this. But yesterday, Walmart announced that they're going to remove all their guns and ammo from display because they were afraid of all the rioting that was going to take place around the election, and they didn't want them to be looted. And then I didn't realize Walmart still sold guns and ammo. Yeah, really? Yeah, because I remember not all not all of them. Obviously, was it like early this year or was it like last year that they were like because of some gun violent issue that happened? Oh no, it was the it was the shooting that happened right outside Walmart. Yeah. I, I so they, was, they still sell, it, but they huh. were just being a little more restrictive on like locking it up and everything. Ah, okay. But, you know, what we've seen over this past year with COVID and everything else with all we've seen uh, all these protests and that and all this looting, um, things have been, you know, just stolen, essentially. Yeah. So the, so yesterday, Friday, the 30th, they had announced that they were going to due to potential unrest due to the elections. They're going to remove all their guns and all that from display. And then some people complained about it. And so they reversed course late Friday and said, no, we're going to return the guns and that back to display. And part of me goes, you know, maybe it would have been prudent for until, you know, a week or two after elections to hide them. (laughs) And now we're going to have this. I I just love how companies are so easily swayed. Well, of course. Come on. Come on. And right now, ammo is a big seller. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just, you know, it's it, some places because, uh, you know, some people I follow, they're like they can't they're on a waiting list to get ammo. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have some uh, some classmates 
that they can't even get uh, Forty Smith and Weston. You know, yep. they they just they just can't. One guy was able to pick up about a month ago. He was able to pick up uh, some forty five. Uh, he, he I I. I'm not sure exactly how he had an issue getting 45 because usually 45 and 9 mil for handguns is pretty common. So if it's a certain brand or what, but he was able to scoop up 500 rounds right before the store sold out. So, um, but, but yeah, no, no, it's, uh, and it's interesting because if you talk to, if you go to pre COVID, you know, pre COVID right before it started to happen and everybody was buying stuff and you talk to some of the, the gun owners of these stores, they tell you that, you know, it's not one political belief coming in. Anybody with any sort of political belief was coming in because I felt like it was going to end. You know, oh, they were yeah. freaking out. So he, he oh, who was I talking to? I can't remember what I was talking to, but he was talking about how um, he'd have so many people come in one day that have never held a handgun before. So he'd almost have to teach them how to hold the handgun just so they can understand how to buy a gun. Yeah. It, on that on that regard, I know someone and uh, who offers private handgun training and private concealed carry classes oh wow and he said he has never been busier oh i bet and i I know where he lives as well like in the city they lives he's like yeah there's no mask here even though it's mandated all over wisconsin it's like there's no mask here (laughs) i'm like i need to move where you're at sir right (laughs) for real though what was it on our way out to door county it's Door County? Yeah, we did yes, go to Door yes. County. Yes, on our way out yeah. to Door County. Yeah, if it was on your date with Aaron, yes, Door County. Um, we yeah. uh, we weren't that far away. I can't remember if it was by Door County or if it was just outside of Milwaukee. But we're sitting there, we pull over to get gas, and um, nope, it was on our way out there because we were trying to avoid a storm. And it was probably we were yeah. probably just past Milwaukee, and we pull over, and I was, we're, we're I was a little ways. Okay, so yeah. Anyways, it was past but, Milwaukee, and, and, and you said Door County, right? So that was right when the mandatory mask mandate went into effect across Wisconsin. Yes, but. We were in this small little town at this gas station, and nobody had masks on. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there looking at each other like, so what happens if a cop comes by? Does he ticket everybody, or does he not ticket anybody because there's too many people that aren't wearing the mask? But at the same time, what was interesting, too, is uh, back when I was uh, working for the dealership, we actually had, um, I was a part of a fleet center, and we dealt with the Kenosha police. And the Kenosha police were told during this the, the main time of the pandemic to not pull people over unless they had to not to confront people unless they had to, because even the police department was under equipped with masks and gloves and cleaning mm-hmm. supplies. So the only time they would pull you over is if you were threatening someone else's life. So we actually asked the officer. So he said, so if somebody's going 50 over on 31, would you pull them over? You go, I can't tell you. So right, right then and there we knew yeah, we knew how how bad the situation was if you could get away doing that. But um, okay, so let me uh, yeah, because mask wearing and pandemicing is all crazy right now. Like I don't know if you noticed, over in Michigan, they are now requiring when you go to a restaurant for you to give your name and your phone number and your address and all that. So that way, if someone gets sick at a restaurant, they can then go back and. Trace back people. who you know who you are and everything, but you had in order for you to eat at a restaurant, you now have to give all that information. So it's interesting wow. watching the people. Some people are like, Yeah, I'll give it willingly, whatever, blah blah blah. And other people are like, Yeah, I want to know where this data is going. What database is it going into? <laughs> it's like, Yeah, there's that too. It's interesting. I don't like that. 
Why don't you like it? Give my address to everybody. I go out to eat. I want to give my address to all those people. Yeah. I, I want to get stalked. Well, especially you, Mr. I'm 100% upset. Tipper. <laughs> They'll oh, stalk shit. you. <laughs> hey, maybe that's a good thing then, because then maybe I won't tip as much anymore. You know what? Maybe I'm not too against that. <laughs> <laughs> but then you under tip. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and then they get pissed off, and then they come from my head. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like it. <laughs> So, That's weird. So you got stuff like that going, yeah, all all around right now. Um, the stuff going on in Paris right now is ridiculous as well, because they're going back under mandatory lockdowns again. Oh no! And if they want to leave the house, they have to have paperwork proving that they have permission from the government to leave the house. So are they? How? I mean, I guess you can stop anyone that's out and about and question them. Yeah, like they're doing ridiculous, you know, um, enforcement of that. And so the day before the lockdown enforcement went to effect, it was essentially gridlock in Paris as people were trying to get out of the city. Jeez. We and, actually, yeah. Uh, and then they were also saying like all the stores, all the shelves were wiped clean of people oh who realized gosh. they weren't able to get out and they were going to have to wait out that month. If you guys haven't yet, I would suggest making a grocery store stop. Oh, I know. Uh, people are reporting toilet tissue. Being gone again. Is being gone again. Yep. So Amy... uh the enforcer spun by Sam's Club last night and scooped up some yeah. before. So we have enough to last us through winter and yeah. into February. So, so yeah, that, that it's already being reported over on the East Coast that shelves are bare of toilet paper again. I also told her to pick up some soup, too, because that's the easiest way to, to keep Yeah, just, just have some stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it comes down to it. You know, you catch the mice and the, the rabbits and the deer around your place and you make some wild meat stew. That's true. That's true. You could use all the apples from my mom's backyard to bait all the deer. <laughs> Although, to be honest, I don't know how I would really get deer in my corner. Because the deer would have to enter from three mile. So they have to go over the road because I got a fence Yeah, on my east side and south side. I always see deer like leaving from over by the airport. Huh. So I, th- I oh. think you'll be fine. If yeah. anything, just go in my mom's backyard. There's deer there every once in a while. I'll just put a deer stand. Yeah. You, you, uh, you do that and the trees will be non-existent soon. <laughs> we don't know how soon this lockdown is going to hit. Yeah. So. I really hope they. Yeah. So, Mr. Brewer. And yes. you could you can decline on this one. You can decline. I accept. He doesn't even know I'm going to ask him. this. All right. What do I have to answer now? <laughs> <laughs> you are thrown into a voting booth today. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who are you voting for? Oh, oh that's so easy. wait, didn't didn't you ask him this question? Yes. Oh. Since you're here now, I know. Who, did who, I say, yeah, I who would I vote for right now? Yeah, right. I, now. Obviously, when we're recording this, this is only a few days before election, and this will be released on Monday, the day before election. So, oof. I will probably go in and vote early, just so I don't have to stand in these long lengthy. Well, you have lines. to do it Monday, and yeah. How many people do you think are going to do to vote early? I'm willing to suspect that there are more lazy people out there than we think. I oh, I'm oh, sure yeah. of that. Yeah, but yeah. So I'm sure there'll be. So what? 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 Who? If you were, if you were magically transported like Star Trek Mirabal. into a booth right now, given your pen or pencil and your voting paper, who would you pick? Who are you voting for, Josh? Not between me and Aaron. <laughs> no. Kanye West. Yeah! <laughs> I, no. Technically, that is a valid choice. It yeah, is. it is. That is. <laughs> it's, it's a valid write-in choice. It's not yeah, a valid... Um, not a- he's not on the Wisconsin ballot. He tried on many <laughs> levels to get... 
but the Wisconsin Supreme Court eventually said, no, you may not get on the Wisconsin ballot. So I think you actually clipped the audio there, Aaron, when you yelled. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that's fine. It's because I don't have the auto clipper um, soft, you know, well, no, for my normal board. board. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm not asking for all the positions like, oh, 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 I'm just asking like president. I mean, there's still, there's still more, more things I have to look at. Like, for example, I still have to understand more of Joe Jorgensen's positions on things. Um, Let me, let me, let me say this before I tell you who. Okay. okay? And I'm pretty sure some people are going, oh, I know who he's going to vote for. I may not. I've actually had recent thought changes based on people that I've talked to. And knowing who they voted for based on certain thought changes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna approach this, and this is why we're having this conversation now. Uh, yeah. Is because despite who's gonna win, this is a neutral conversation. There, there is no emotion. There is no because yeah, there's emotion. Let's face it. This. A lot of us are gonna be upset, even mildly upset, when we find out who wins, and we don't know who's gonna win, and we don't know what type of scandal is gonna happen in the next six months after whoever wins. But as Americans, you cannot be pissed at somebody for voting for someone. Okay, you can be pissed at somebody for being a hundred percent closed-minded, but you can't be pissed at somebody for voting for someone. Right, I agree. Because, and this, and this is for those who who are 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 questioning, continuing to listen, because we are told that we have to make a vote based off of information that is nothing but skewed, false, half truths, propaganda, acting. Because let's face it, when those guys are up on stage, they're doing nothing but acting. Um, and it's 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 been proven even by check them out. There's an FBI agent that uh, used to catch spies. He's on YouTube and he was talking about it. Um, and uh, I'll probably briefly touch that later. But we how I tell people is if I'm going to vote for somebody, I want everything in print. Okay? OK, no matter who's got more history or what. If anybody is in a political spot or if anybody has voted for something, OK, I want to see everything that Joe Biden has supported voted for, voted against. I want to see his history because his history will ultimately help craft his future because his perspective, meaning he's been in the field for what? Over 30 years as a politician? Uh, over 40. Over 40 years as a politician? Yeah, he's an old man. So he's got a lot of history under his belt. So where has his history solidified? And then you got Trump who's only been for four years, but who has Trump lobbied with? Who has he endorsed in the past? You know, I want I want to see everything in paper. That's how I want to make my decision. But that's not how us Americans are able to make our decisions because that's not how they want us to make the decision. They want us to go off of an emotional response. And that's one of the reasons why I feel they want us to vote early is so that if we're more pro a certain candidate, if they're able to say something to get us emotionally rattled up, they say, go in and vote early. We go in emotionally rattled up voting for that person and not voting logically. So. At this point in time, this is based on me having to do more research. This is based on me having to watch more videos and stuff. At this point in time, I would say I would be uh, pro-Trump. Okay. But that is due to change. I can easily swing Biden or Joe Jorgensen. And I do know some people have voted Joe Jorgensen just because um, they will not vote for two of the people that are there, but they will vote for a third party. Just because they want to help make the statement that two parties is not a good thing in this nation anymore. Because they both are doing the exact same thing. They both bounce off each other doing the exact same thing. And it's just at this point, a reality TV show. And we need to get another party in there to help bring them back from this high mantle that these two parties have placed themselves on. 
Um, but yes, yeah, so that's my that's me answering that question. You have another question? Uh, wait, who did I say I was voting for? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> to be honest, I don't remember. I, don't remember. <laughs> I can't face palm hard enough right now. <laughs> I don't know why I asked. That. Okay, Johnson, who would you vote for if you had to pull Kanye the lever West. today? Heck, okay. He's going to bring music into the president's help out musicians. Don't you think so? You shouldn't be allowed to vote. <laughs> And I don't say no. that lightly. <laughs> oh, no. I'm kidding. Um, kidding, kidding. But um, yeah. I hope you're kidding about Kanye West. Uh, Dude, he had a three-hour episode of the Joe Rogan that I've, I've heard is really interesting, but I have not watched Joe it Rogan has yet. had a lot of interesting people on. Oh, no, I know that for sure. So, but I guess this is a... I, but Gorogra is telling me about re- it. Yeah. Re- regardless of fact. I, I Interesting. I, I No, I, I think the only statement that caught me off guard there from Brewer... Was his last statement? Yeah, same. That he makes swing Joe or Joe. It, it all Joe depends is. on what I dig up in the next uh, two days or so. If I so choose to, if I feel comfortable enough on the person that I'm voting for on Monday, I will vote for that person. That's only uh, two days away. Yeah, exactly. So it all depends. The day that this releases. But at yeah. this point in time, because we're not recording this on Monday, this is being published yeah. Monday. For those of you who don't know, this is Saturday that we're recording. Um. It all depends. It all depends. Um, and like I said, nobody can be mad at me. I can't be mad at anybody. If, it's not, if I end up yeah. voting for Trump and somebody votes for Joe Biden, I know it, personal it just, people who voted for Joe Biden already. And at this point in time, I can't be mad at them because, like I, I said, they're basing their vote on everything that they've been given, all the information they've been given. No, no. And I agree with that. It just it boggles my mind that you would say that even stay out statement after Mr. I got to be on stage with Mr. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember that. What is this? You didn't- oh, 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 oh. <laughs> me. Me. Yeah, yeah you. You. <sighs> you know what the first thing people asked me when I when I got back to work? Does he have tiny hands? No. Yes. Oh, was it, it was <laughs> tiny? Yeah. Oh. Did he have tiny hands? Oh, that was, that was How that was orange is he? Is he really orange? That were the first two questions people asked me when I got back. That's to work. hilarious. By the way, I'll just interject this. If you haven't yet watched it, I know Aaron has. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, Epic Rap Battles of History, oh Biden my. versus Trump. <laughs> if you have not watched that, that yet, was good. please go watch it because it is entertaining. It, it was <laughs> funny. <laughs> and they make fun of Trump's tiny hands in there. They do. And yes. they make fun of Joe Biden Wait, sniffing children. Was that in the Biden one or was that the Hillary one where he makes fun of his hands for stopping Frisco maybe, or whatever? Maybe I'm getting them confused. Might, watch both of them. Why yeah. not? Enjoy. But, have fun. But so something else you brought up, voting early, you know, because there have been people who have been voting early for a while now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you watched the second presidential debate at all. I did. That's the one I watched. Okay. Well, I watched both. I watched uh, the first one. I watched both. Uh, of course, I watched them both with Crowder as the filter <laughs> between. Oh, and so that was entertaining. And yeah. that's great. Um, <laughs> but anyways, the thing I, I that was interesting is after the second debate was that one the one of the number one search terms across like Pennsylvania and the Midwest was, can I change my early vote vote? And, you know, and to be fair, that could go either way. That can swing either way. But a lot of the the pundits in that are saying, yeah, probably a lot of these people who are looking to change their vote might've voted for Biden. And then in the second debate, when he's like, yeah, I want to find, I'm paraphrasing, obviously I'm not doing a Biden here. 
Yeah. But where he was talking about how he does want to eventually get away from fossil fuels. And Trump was like, that's a big statement. That's a big statement. My moderator goes, why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know if you remember that or not. Say it one more time. Like Trump asks essentially like, would you get rid of fossil fuels and fracking and that? And, and Biden's like, yeah, I'm going to, we're going to move away from that. Trump goes, that's a big statement. And the moderator goes, why would you say that? <laughs> or why would you do that? It was just a great moment of, of the debate. If you haven't seen it, go find it. But it, Trump started playing that in his ads, and then they saw this big uptick. How can I change my vote? Wow. Really? Well, see, Ooh. okay, so I'm going to try to keep this concise because I have. Oh, this will be entertaining. Um, ever since I've been going to school, I've been blessed to have a teacher who has unbelievable memory. And he's gone back to college to get more and more minors in all sorts of stuff. He originally okay. went in for uh, uh, political science, um, uh, specifically talking about conflict. And uh, he's gone back for, I mean, if you if you want to know the chemical compounds of a certain chemical, you can ask the guy and he would tell you. Like he just, his brain is just that abstract. And he has brought some realization and some truth to some of the uh, political, I shouldn't say political. I should I, I should say these clouds of ununderstood things that are trying to happen in society, like okay. like you have a yeah trying to get rid of from uh, fossil fuels, okay, or um, uh, making your way towards hybrids and and stuff like that, or you know all the ice melting is going to raise the sea level ten feet. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this, people: okay. if there's ice in the water. And all the ice in the water melts. Will our sea level increase? Okay. I'm going to, because, well, no, because I, I think I know where he's going with this. So let's, let's break this down here. Because typically when you see that, people will point to who are, let's see, people who are opposed to the idea that the sea level melting and that will cause levels to rise will go, well, look, I have a glass here, ice in it, it melts, my levels don't rise. What they're not taking into effect is the fact that there is evaporation going on at the same time. And that evaporation is going to say atmosphere, blah, blah, blah. But in the world as a whole, we have a more closed system. That water is going somewhere when it evaporates. More likely, it's going to be going back into rain, which is then going to fall down. And we, in theory, then, yes, levels will rise. That's considering the fact that all the evaporation will only take place and drop back down. In the oceans, and that's not considering where these new water clouds will travel and where they'll dump the water. Now, granted, all water ends up in lakes and oceans. Yes, yeah. and it, 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 it's going to—it's wherever it evaporates and ends up, eventually it's going to fall and evaporate again, move on to the next system. So, so that's why I said yes. Eventually, your levels will go up. That is—that is—I don't think that would be a. But not at a point to where it's going to be catastrophic. Yes. I, I, it's I, not going to change the way we live. People aren't going to have to move no, in. Not immediately. 100 miles. Not, not immediately. It might. It, it very, I will admit this. It very well could over time. It could. It, it, it could, it could. But it's, it's, it's not going to do it to the point to where now everybody's living in the middle of the United States. No, not the middle. For those of you who do or may or may not know. When water freezes, unlike most liquids, it actually expands. And it expands about to nine. Uh, I'll, I'll make it a little bit more of a range, about 8 to 10% of its volume. So a 42-gallon bathtub of water, if you were to freeze it, 
will expand to about 46 gallons. So you have that weird thing that water does when it freezes. So that's where a lot of people will say, no, it won't. But he, Paul makes a valid point about evaporation. Yeah, so, But at the same time, you know, when we're talking about that, if we're looking at like the ice shelves in Antarctica and the North Pole and that, right? We're not just talking about ice that's wide. We're talking about ice that's tall, oh, too. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, oh, yeah. you, know, um, you know, you bring all that into consideration. It's like, yeah, I look at what's happening here in Lake Michigan, where we have record uh, levels right now. And you're seeing erosion happening faster and faster along the shores. And people are losing or in threat of losing their houses. Oh, yes. Now, at the same time, yes, I agree. You build a little too far close to the coast and... Things can happen. As well as erosion is also just a yeah. natural state, which I'm surprised they haven't called in the Army Corps of Engineers to do something about it. Because they could do something about it. But I know there's money involved with that. Uh, but um, We'll just have Aaron fund it. But one of the other things uh, <laughs> okay. that the teacher has brought to light, and there's more research I got to do. So if there's like a podcast you guys want to do down the road, just let me know, and I'll do more research on it. I'll probably do some talking to him and stuff. Uh, he has a... Uh, a uh, his roommate from Madison was a um, did I can't even describe what he has a master's in, but his job was going around the country and do these checks on coal plants, and he had to check how well they were cleaning the air. And they what they were finding is that the air coming into the coal plant, okay, which yeah. everybody pushes as these really dirty, you know, this and that. They were finding that the air leaving the coal plant was actually cleaner than the air coming into the cold plant because of all the filtration systems that they have built into the system. That I could see that especially because And that's been a push from environmentalists. Yeah. So that is a good good cause of that. Now technically one can usually describe that still mining for coal is bad for the earth's surface because you're taking homes away from all sorts of wildlife. That's understood. But fossil fuel technology is not to the point to where it's it's something we need to change right away if we can find and there are out there there are more efficient ways out there but going hybrid going solar and i gotta do more research on this and this is sparking you guys through your researchers are listening feel free that's actually worse than fossil fuels the chemicals that are inside these hybrid batteries are extremely toxic extremely well and also very expensive and they're based typically on lithium ion uh, you know, for the hybrid type. Have you ever seen a lithium ion fire? It's not. What? Good. Yeah. No? Yeah. The, the I'm looking this Lithium ion fires are not fun, and you can't put them out in the traditional sense. Which, 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 which is really interesting that we're still making a push for lithium ion because lithium ion's been out there for, what, 30, 40 years? And they haven't found a proper way to do it. When you put a lithium ion battery under extreme load, it gets extremely hot, extremely quick, which causes it to start on fire. Yeah. And so, believe it or not, an airline um, manufacturer did that with some of them. And instead of converting the, the battery systems back to lead acid, which has been proven, proven through aviation and around the world and anything else to be one of the most reliable sources of power because it wouldn't turn into flames. Instead of doing that, they invested into making this sealed tight compartment to help keep these lithium ion batteries cool and keep them from pretty much burning the plane down which makes no sense why they didn't just go back to lead acid i could see why they wouldn't and because just the way you have to recharge the batteries because certain batteries like lead acid nickel 
was it nickel cadmium or whatever NICAD batteries yep. in the olden days. If you didn't charge them properly, they died very quickly. Yeah, that that lithium ion is a lot more forgiving in the charging. Yes, so that that that's one of the reasons why. But yes, at the same time, like remember Samsung was it the Note seven or eight or whatever it was where they were banned from planes because they were bursting into flames because their batteries. My mom's laptop had a bulging battery. Oh. It was getting ready to burst into flames. Oh. You know, you you have this, and people aren't aware of this, that their laptops, their phones, their ear pods, their ear pods are using lithium-ion batteries. You have a cascade of failure in your ear pods, you're going to have a very singed hairs in ear. Ooh. <laughs> what? Anything wireless these days that doesn't have to be plugged in for power, you know, where you're not replacing the battery yourself, is more than likely using lithium ion. Now, the safety rate is pretty good, but when they fail, they fail spectacularly. <laughs> they do a good job. And you can't just use like a normal fire extinguisher to put it out. So I was just about looking up, putting out those fires. Yeah, it's one of those things that you kind of just got to let it burn. Yeah. What? Or you have a special fire extinguisher to get to put it out. <laughs> wow. It, it, it's bad. That's why you got to be very careful with that sort of stuff. You know, and that's why my car has a higher insurance rate because I have a big old lithium ion battery that under my back passenger seat. Which means if his car gets into an accident, the insurance company's paying out the rest. Yeah. Uh, by the way, no one can sit in my back seat anyways because your leg room would be like true. two inches. This is true. <laughs> that's that's meant for like a a, a kid seat for like I a have, one-year-old. I have a Prius compact. <laughs> Prius compact. Let that sink in. But yes, going back to, you know, Josh's thing, you know, th- there's a lot of things that don't make sense. Like, like you kind of mentioned, like the windmill thing a little bit. You have to do yearly oil changes on windmills. They're, they're, they're not, they're not as, they're not the most efficient route to go. They are what I would call, what I want what I would call a politically change. And I'm not against clean air. I mean, look at China, look at Russia. I mean, it's just nasty air you got to breathe in. Can you see China and Russia from your backyard? Yeah. <laughs> so, <Well>, no. <laughs> but you know what that's in reference to? No, Sarah I don't know. Palin. Palin. Sarah Palin. She said she in the, when from she Alaska. was a VP, uh, you know, nominee, you know, when they were running, she's like, I can see Russia from my backyard. <laughs> oh, okay. How close do you live in there, honey? <laughs> she lived in Alaska. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. But anyways, uh, so people made fun of her for that. And so you're like, look at Russia. Look at China. I was like, can you say that from your backyard? <laughs> Josh Palin. <laughs> but in, in other words, America is, and big portion of Europe are doing excellent, beyond excellent at trying to achieve this zero emission. So us, us trying to make it so that we're not putting contaminants in the air or if we are, we're trying to make sure the air is cleaner than what it was when it was going in. You know, that, that, that's, I'm not against it. I'm all for that. I am. But when we have this massive push and politicians use it as one of their sole key practices or, or, or um, uh, key phrases to try to help swing voters, I mean, in, in reality, you know, this push that we have, it doesn't need to be done by us. We need to push in these other countries to do it because the other countries. If but you Josh, go, shouldn't we just lead by example and they will all follow suit? Oh, uh, that's not how it works. I know. I was being facetious. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, but that's, that's how people imagine it works. Well, but what was it? The whole uh, whole thing. 
China's not planning on doing anything until like 2040 or 2050 or something like that. I don't know that one. And by then, how much more? I mean, it's anyways, there are far better ways to do it. And the ways that politicians bring it to the table, it's not the best way. It's just a way to get you rattled in your seat. Well, if they're not planning to do anything until 2040, according to AOC and Greta, we only have 12 years. So until the earth is. Yeah, but apparently the earth was supposed to be gone in 2012 and wasn't supposed to be gone in 2000. 2000. Oh yeah. no, two thousand. The world. Two thousand was the Y two K bug that everyone was freaked out about. That mm-hmm. all the power was going to go out, and water, and your cars, and your anything electronic would stop functioning. If anything, mm. what we really have to worry about is the sun. Yeah, it's going to be a little Which while one? still potentially, and we our sun. You two are married and have a kid. No. no. <laughs> oh, you didn't no. see where I was uh, going. With that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, I can't. I can't. Well, where were you going with that? The son of God, man. Oh, oh yes, yes. That. We have to be worried about that, son. Yes. Not worried about, but we have to be make well, I mean So what so what Aaron's getting at is either the sun <laughs> is going to explode or the sun is gonna come back. <laughs> Which one's gonna happen first? <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say this. <laughs> the sun exploding. Our our actual solar system sun exploding. Yeah. See, that would actually, that would actually be kind of cool in a very weird way. You know, you're outside and you all of a sudden you See the sun explode. That you're would like, be wild. Oh, we're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Isn't it? What isn't it like? Um, doesn't it take about seven minutes from light from the sun to reach seven Earth? eight minutes? So I wonder how long it would take a shockwave. Brick. Wow. Wait. Ooh, hang on. Like, like would that like be longer? Because I, I don't mean, know. It depends not... on the speed's going. But I don't care right now on that. Do your research, Aaron. Find out. Ah! <laughs> I want at at the end of this episode. I want to know two things. How fast does a shockwave from an exploding sun go? And did you ever drink Pepto Abysmal? I did not. On the second, I don't one. care about that now. I want to know. Well, I end. told you what you want. How? <laughs> He's actually looking up. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So, Brewer, uh, the floor is still yours on politics. Um, kind of went off on a side tangent there. Yeah, you went on. What to- else is new? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what else is new? Welcome back, Josh. <laughs> Goodbye, Josh. But no, we have a higher chance of dying from the sun than we do emissions on the planet. But um, environmentalism nowadays, unfortunately, is political. It is. And, you know, I, I will say this me going to school again and hearing stuff about planes, planes are very picky for those of you who just may have asked that question. They are a lot more, I'm not going to say delicate. They are planes are way better engineered than cars. Okay. okay. But there are certain things on an aircraft that you have to take in consideration consistently versus a car. Um, but some of the other things that we learn about with airplanes, for example, there are certain cities you don't fly over with an airplane because of all the, cor- the corrosive eating materials that are actually coming out of these plants. Uh, Pennsylvania, certain places in Pennsylvania, you don't fly over. Um, where's another one? It's on the East Coast, Virginia. No, okay, so Anyways, somewhere in the East Coast, but um, there's certain places in the country you just don't bring out all of this now. Anyways, uh, there wasn't really a second question, it was more of a statement of I was surprised that you would go Biden potentially. No, Trump, no, no, no. no you oh, know. oh, I see what you're saying. He didn't even remember what he said. No, I do remember. What I I, I thought like, when he's saying he was surprised, I could have sworn he said he would be surprised that I would consider Joe Jorgensen. No, no Joe, Joe Jorgensen, I wasn't surprised about. I oh, was surprised Biden. about you saying Biden. potentially Biden. Okay. Yeah, me All too. Right. That, 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 
that just was not something I would ever expect to see on the radar of Josh Brewer. Even though you are still labeled as Bernie Bro in my phone. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's oh awesome. Gosh. You are Josh Bernie Bro Brewer. Bernie right. Bro Brewer. Um, so going back to the, the thing of uh, you being surprised about me possibly considering Biden. I, I'm not angry. I'm just surprised. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're surprised. It's just I, that's partly because of my moral beliefs. That's how I've been raised. Um, but we have to. When we vote, we have to approach it in a neutral point. We have to take things into consideration. And there are certain things that we should find that we think are, and like you guys said in your last podcast, we shouldn't allow ourselves to be a one-topic voter. Yeah. Because that is not fair. You know, and the same podcast, how could you be a Christian and vote for this person? It's more of, there are many issues. And the issues that we choose to be prioritized over, let's say, a main issue for Christians, which is abortion, although a lot of Christians are starting to embrace it, oddly enough. Yeah, I know. Um, the They call it a holy and righteous thing now. Uh, but anyways, go on. Anyways, um, the thing that if you look at Trump and you look at Joe, okay, Biden and Trump. Yeah. Okay. No. Biden, Joe, however you want to phrase it. Joe and Biden is the same. Donald Biden and Joe Trump. There are two different people. One would say that Joe is a authentic guy. He's a personal guy. He's a social kind of guy. And other people would say Trump's a complete bully, which I will say Trump does have bully tactics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not disagreeing that at all. But one of the things I chose to do in this last debate is I chose to watch their reactions and I chose to watch um, uh, I chose to watch um, their body language. OK, and it's funny because a day after I watched it, I stumbled upon the video by the FBI officer agent who used to catch spies as a living. You know, there are certain things, you know, when you're you know, when you're uh, uh in an interview, how they use their hands, yep. this and that. A lot of times when we see politicians on the stage, it's all acting out. It really is. The way they use their hands is the way that they target. For example, at the beginning of the debate, um, when Trump came in, he was clapping and stuff, and he started pointing randomly. He was saying that is something they would do to try to catch a um, a, a picture you know, they, they they don't point at people because when you point one finger at somebody, what you're doing is you're like centering that person on the spot. Right. And as humans, we don't we naturally don't find that, you know, positively reinforcing. So that's I where disagree. you'll see politicians yeah. sit there and do the wrapping of the wrapping of the fingers and pointing of the thumb because it's their way of saying this is a topic that we need to focus on. You know, that's their way of saying importance. Um or if they're pointing to the people in the audience, they'll have an open palm and it'll tend to be kind of rotated. So it won't be, you know, straight up and down. It'll be slightly open. So it's giving that more of a like you, Aaron, or you, uh, the people, uh, you know, so they, they open it up. So it's not a point. They're not pointing at anybody, but they are pointing at people with their hands. That's why they'll have their hands. Open. Or you'll see people do the Trump does it a lot is what people would call the white power symbol. Oh, the okay symbol. The okay symbol. Now it's considered the white power symbol. Um, that is a, a way that people will sit there and they'll go, ah, this is something that is very specific, very important. Or uh, another thing that I found out was interesting, if you watch their hands, if all their fingertips are together, and if they're bouncing them, that they're, means- They're doing the Mr. Burns? Yes, they're confident. 
Yeah. That is a position of confidence. And, then, and now this isn't planned stuff. This is natural reaction. This is a, a thing of confidence. Yeah. Whereas if they sit there and they're kind of rubbing their hands, almost like they're washing their hands, but they're just kind of rubbing their hands, they're fidgeting. Yeah. That is a sign of not confident. That is a sign they don't like something or they don't know how to properly respond. And then you also run into what I found interesting is he was saying, I didn't watch the whole video either. It's a whole thing on uh, if you take your finger and you were to rub in between your eyeball and the um, underneath your eyebrow, there's a nerve that runs there. And apparently that nerve helps to associate with calming of the body. And so if you see a politician mess up or get uncomfortable, they might do that because what they're doing hmm. is consciously or subconsciously yeah. calming themselves down. Um, yeah, so there's a few other things. So I was watching how they're reacting. And one of the things I like about Joe is he he smooths things over. So for what you would call uh, foreign trade or foreign um, friends and stuff, he's not the kind of guy that's going to sit there and pull out his sledgehammer and go, this is how we're going to do it. So he he can help to anything that Trump has kind of put a bitter taste in other countries' mouths, he can help soothe over. Something else about Biden is he has a history in pol uh, politics. So he knows how to approach people. He knows how to approach the people, uh, uh, politicians. He knows how to approach the media. Um, but at the same time, I don't have too much that I'm fond of about him because I've uncovered more stuff. And whenever people go, they do the one, th one, one reason I changed my vote. And they go, well, Trump's just a nasty guy. Have you heard how Biden talks about people? Biden's oh, yeah. got over 40 years of saying stupid stuff. Oh, trust Trump me. has four years politically. Biden's have over 40. If you guys haven't, go and look up the interview on how he describes Barack Obama. He makes it sound like Barack Obama is the first and only intelligent black man to ever live in this country. The way he describes him. And he describes it in a way to where if you are a biased position you would go oh no he's just describing but listen to how he describes it he makes it sound like there's never been anybody more capable than barack obama and it's just it kind of took me by surprise i'm like this is this is the president of the united states he's talking about here yeah um and then you listen to how he talks to people that he gets into confrontations you know even within the last year you know how he talks about people or he talks to people when he gets in confrontations with them he doesn't simmer it down like Barack would, he sits there and he stirs it up like Trump. So he, yeah, he goes dog face pony soldier or <laughs> or oh you're fat, let's get down and let's do some push ups right now. Let's yeah. see who can do that. Yeah, he's just done that before. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't hear that one. yeah, he yeah. Goes, he went okay fat <laughs> and then then challenged him to a push up contest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like it's like you can't sit there and you can't vote for the character because I loved it when he said that in the debate. He goes, "You guys know in." This is the other thing, too, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it in a second. He looks at the camera and he goes, you guys know my character. You know his character. I'm like, the same thing. He's just more outspoken about it. Yeah. So before you go on, um, have you heard the corn pop story? I have. I may have, but it's not right about that, it. It's the Joe Biden thing. That was great. If you haven't listened to the corn pop story, go do it. Um, Freedom Tunes did an animated version of it uh, where Joe Biden... Essentially what he did, he was working like a lifeguard or something like that. And he, this isn't the same speech, by the way, where he talks about how his hair, his legs are hairy and kids love to touch his legs. Oh dear. Oh dear. It's in that same speech. Uh, 
But anyways, so like he was working at a as a lifeguard and he kicks someone out because they were doing something wrong or whatever. And the guy's like, oh, meet me outside by the parking lot. And the maintenance person was like, well, you can't just go out there empty hand. You need to take this chain and show them who's boss. And <laughs> he goes out there with the chain and then he goes, I'm sorry for kicking you out, but blah, blah, blah. And, the, and the guy's name is called Corn Pop is huh. the guy that he was having the I did a horrible rendition of the story. Go listen to it because it is entertaining. Corn Pop story. Joe yes. Biden. Okay. Just don't listen to about the hairy leg and children touching mm-hmm. his hairy leg. So yeah, that's the other thing that kind of weirds me out is how he talks about kids and also how he approaches women and he sniffs them. But I mean, anybody, oh no, he sniffs he me. He sniffs, he sniffs children too. Yeah. Like, and he sniffs. Yeah. Now, anyway, and now I understand that when Trump, you know, the thing came out of the recording of Grab him by the boop. Yep. Yeah. And I understand, I understand how that would dissuade some people, but <laughs> let's, let's face this. Okay. We don't have Poli- a photo of him doing it. Or video of him doing it. Yes. It's we just, have uh, video and photo of Trump, of Biden doing it multiple times over. <laughs> and when people sit there and they're like, okay, character matters to me. Okay. I understand that. I understand you want somebody to best represent the country. But let's face it. What is this country filled with? Okay. It's not filled with the most prettiest people. If I will say Barack Obama did a very good job at being smooth about his stuff. He did a very good job about being yeah. pleasant, about being calm. He did an ex. ex- fantastic job fantastic job um but the thing that worries me is when somebody is so smooth like that you're afraid what else smooth is going criminal what <laughs> you gotta add that little smooth criminal. i don't know about copyright so but, oh, that's true. but um uh but no i mean that's a fair point you know and it's like okay so what are they doing in office that is question you know questionable and i mean if you want to look at and it takes a few years for you know the information and the data to hit the inter- in, internet and for all that to be collected and so you know we'll sit there and we probably won't find anything about you know bad or good to the extent that we need to until four years from now well, about trump but you know oh, there are things coming about out trump yeah there are things coming about about the uh, obama administration that people oh. are going, that went on. Oh, that yeah. happened. Oh, yeah. And I, when you have a president that smooths it over, and I'm not saying, you know, anything like that, but when he smooths it over, he's, he has to be smoothing it over with everybody. So here's the thing. I, okay. And I'll admit this. This is the one thing that when I heard this, this made my opinion of Obama go down even more than it was. He has probably done the most drone strikes and kills of anyone. Oh, yeah. And Trump has stopped a lot of that and greatly brought that number down. I was like, that's impressive. And then I'm like, great, Biden, potential for that again. But yeah. How many it, Americans it, got killed by those drone strikes underneath oh, the I know. administration? Oh, I know. That's a question you got to ask. And then they try to cover it up. It's not a, unfortunately, this is a part of war. We accidentally killed an American. No, it's a, oh, we didn't kill him. That never happened. Yeah. But there's proof that they did. Yeah. And, and so since we recorded, um, me and Aaron, the, the last episode where we talked about politics, there has been a lot that has come out of claims. I'll, I'll leave it at that about the Biden family since then. So, with- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that people are saying that the authenticity of this whistleblower is being proven true. Well, not only the, that, uh, multiple like the CIA, FBI, and then there was some uh, security company yesterday came out and, and authenticated the emails. Yeah, which so that's not good. So, so the big question, though, the big question, 
And this is this because everything hinges on this question. Who is the big guy in reference in those Biden emails? Is it Obama or is it? it according to the, the person when uh, what was the former business partner? I can't remember his last name off the top of my head. Um, according to him, the big guy is Biden, is Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. But again, these are these are things that and I will admit that was dirty politics. Bringing that up. They have had this information for over a year. Waiting till October as an October surprise is dirty politics. I will say that. By the Trump administration? Yes. I, I will I will agree. This this Giuliani also, has been sitting on this data for over a year. So here's 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 where it, it, it what bugs me is if Biden becomes president and he has done something. First off, I will say one thing I will sway my vote is any sort of evidence that you sell yourself out to another. So if I find out that Trump has sold himself out to several countries, okay, why should you be in power if you don't even care about the American people? And that's what I think a lot of people do. You got to realize is if the one thing that sways me to vote for Trump is the fact fact that he's, and some people, I understand you disagree, Mm -hmm. but he's got a bully tendency but in like a good way like he approaches these international um uh, uh foreign affair meetings and he walks in with a big stick he slams it down and then once it comes to agree uh, a deal that he agreed upon he's like okay good all right cool you know so he leaves a better taste because he's trying to change something he's trying to do something to better for the country and it's sit there and smooth it over all the time and be the big boys. You know, that's like NATO. NATO is a huge thing. Every country is supposed to give about 2% of their GDP. We're giving more than 2%. He's getting countries to give more than 2%. This thing yeah. has been going on for years and people aren't stepping up. Why? Because nobody's out there trying to make sure and holding people accountable for it. And that's one of the things that sways me. Now, there are unfortunate things that follow that type of a personality but to me personally it's like we're in a position to where china is trying to take over nato they're trying to stick people in high positions in nato they're trying to spread their influence okay for those of you who don't know the leader of china declared himself a leader for life two years ago and for those of you who don't know your history whenever there is one person in charge it doesn't usually end well doesn't usually end well never ends well well, so far, North Korea, you know, it's not, they haven't gone off the wall yet. Um, yeah, but you have all those people. I actually find this interesting. People are actually upset at Trump because he has semi-friendly relationship with North Korea and helping normalize some of their political stuff and not go ballistic with missiles. See, and that's also another question is how do you determine? We don't know all the exchanges. We don't know all the conversations. We don't know all the dealings that have gone through between the United States government and North Korea. We don't know everything that had gone through the Obama administration. Trump claims that that is one of the biggest things that the Obama administration left for him was the volatility between the relationship of North Korea and America, and he's helped to smooth it out. And they asked him what the fact that they're Still producing nukes and stuff. What well, are you going to do? Ultimately, I hate to say this, guys, but this is in a neutral point that I'm saying is we can't control another country's no, ability can't. to create 
nukes. Nope, we can't. It's technology that has been out there. It's technology that is going to be discovered by everybody. Do we want it in everybody's hands? No, especially if it messes with our security. Exactly. So what's the most that you can do? The most that you can do is try to put some sort of good terms on the table. Yeah, and I, mean, I, and I find it funny that it's all the anti-Trumpers, you know, the, who are protesting in the street and that, and, and they're the ones going, we need to control the other countries. Then they get upset when Trump tries to help smooth things over. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, it's just it's a double standard that people have put forth. And yet, I haven't heard anything on some of my lefty friends about you know the whole Middle East peace deals that have been going like gangbuster recently. But he's up to four or five now that have normalized relationships yeah. with Israel. And that's the other thing too is people sit there and it's like at the beginning of Trump's administration they painted him as such a horrible person and i think people are yeah still we should have we should have already been in world war three all the countries should hate us and we yeah. should all be dead but yet you know let's you know people go oh he's destroyed the economy corvink it, it destroyed the economy what what destroyed the economy corvink that's what my teacher calls it corvink okay so covid destroyed yeah, it, I, I know but i'm like i've never heard it called corvink oh that's what the teacher calls it. gotcha oh. uh, that sounds like what um <laughs> And it's for those of you who want a quick fact check, you can look it up because it was brought up in the debate and I looked it up during the debate and I confirmed it. Um, and that's what I was doing the whole debate. I was watching the body language and I was looking up. So if Trump said something, I know what he would say is false. And if Biden said something, I know what he would say is false. And I actually, anyways, um, when I love it, how the Democratic Party would criticize Trump for not being effective right away with the whole old China thing. And part of me agrees with someone else that I've talked to. Trump shouldn't keep villainizing China for it. He should be focusing his resources and trying to make America look better than trying to villainize China for the whole because ultimately China did not allow us in. Yeah, They had a disease outbreak and we said we wanted to help partly because if it came to our shores, we didn't have to deal with it. But China said no. And when China said no, they apparently control it by halting the numbers all of a sudden one day. And then a few months later, when everybody else is struggling with it, they became the mass producers of medical supplies. Tell me how that's not a... So at the same time, at the same time, when information came out, however early it did, yeah, there was the effect of shutting off transportation to China. But at that point, it was already too late because if it became a hot spot in China, it was already somewhere else in the world, period. That's how that's that's just the nature of shipping. That's the nature of cargo travel and airline passenger travel. That's just the nature of it. Um, so the Democrats downplayed the virus and they said, oh, no, it's nothing to worry about. Don't shut down the country. You'd be horrible for shutting down the country. Fossey even said, ah, it's just something that is going to blow over real quickly. And then out of nowhere, it blows up. So politically and expertly, people were telling Trump not to worry. But then when it, the crap hits the fan, everybody blames Trump, even though they were the same people that told him not to worry. It's just who do it's, they hate? They hate yeah, Trump. Exactly. And so they're looking for any excuse, any reason to hate him even more. Um, but and, see, that's what I don't understand about modern day politics is you can't understand modern day politics. That's I know. The thing. I, I mean, it's, just, it's 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 what what happened to the fact of. Hey, our party has these ideas and mindset. Our part, your party has those. But let's focus on the now. It's all about the parties. Yeah, 
It, they don't care about us. They really don't, guys. If for those of you who don't, don't think that's true, they don't care about us. Everything they do is uh, a political um, act. It really is. And I'll bring this back to point. One of the things I found funny is if you were to take Trump out and put a career politician in place, the debate would probably have not gone over the way it did. The only reason why the debate went the way it did, and it looks like a reality TV show, is because Trump is in there and he doesn't have a filter. He doesn't have a career filter in place with politics. He doesn't. Yeah. If there's something that he doesn't like, he speaks on it. And that's good and bad. Okay. It's good because for other politicians, that throws them a curveball and they have to learn how to respond like that. And if you ever watch, Biden does a lot of squinting. Trump and Biden both lie repeatedly. They both lie repeatedly. You can't say one's honest, more honest than the other one. In fact, I guess Biden was talking to Abraham Lincoln, actually. <laughs> I, yes, thought that I, was I know. I know. It's just, yeah. And um, so at one point, they're talking about something. Biden looks to the camera, starts talking about American families that may have lost a loved one during COVID. Okay. And then the camera pans back to Trump. And Trump goes, oh, come on, Biden. That's just a political speech you just did. Come on, you can have a better response than that. What Biden was doing right there is he didn't have an accurate response. And when he looked at the camera, because he did it, Trump didn't do it. He was the only person that did it, the whole speech. He did it about four times. When he looked at you and he gave you guys a speech, what he was doing is he was trying to emotionally connect with you and not actually give you solid information. So now we got... Uh, Brewer, the body language expert. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, it's. it's I know. It's, it's, it's there. Regardless, if you want to admit that it's true or not, he veered away from the question oh, or the potential to respond, and he wanted to direct the, the American people, and he wanted to connect I, with. Them. I just thought he was looking at a teleprompter. <laughs> That's very possible too, because as soon as he turned, he had a completely different speech every time. I know. So, um, but if you watch Biden, he does a lot of squinting. Like he doesn't like, especially when the whole Russian disinformation stuff got brought up by Trump and Trump would be like, you got to you got to you got to ask, you know. So my issue with Biden, I'm not completely eliminating him because something could come out of Trump in the next few days that can make me question his ability to be president um, or Joe Jorgensen. I have a hard time putting someone in um, office that to me smooths it over and sells out himself to other countries, yeah. especially considering that I'm not saying it's a major vote, but it's a key factor in the, the uh, opinions of these guys and how, how China, and that's the other thing too. If you guys sit there and go, Oh yeah, they're going to take care of it. No, 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 no. When the moderator asks how they're going to take care of it, they need to give us an answer. They don't need to, we're going to make them pay or, oh, no, we're going to make them pay for their crimes. No, it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to enforce tariffs on them? You're going to sit there and try to kick them out of NATO? What are you going to do? You know, I want to know what you're going to do to protect us from China, not sit there and give me a little side speech that, oh, they're going to pay, you know? And to me, if you don't see China as a threat, are you blind? Because they're obviously, they're, they're, they're technologically, they're in every single American's phones by now. And if they aren't right now, they have been. I don't know if they've been in all the phones, uh, but could they have the potential and ability to? Absolutely. Which is why a lot of stuff has been, oh, I don't know, um, like Huawei. Huawei has been banned from 
selling and, op- and, and eat sort of chips in the U.S. Yeah. Because of the fact that they are beholden to the Chinese government. And those of you who don't know, any, any company that has done business with the Chinese government has to fork over whatever the Chinese government asks for. Yep. Not many people know that. And so if, and if you look at their aviation, their aviation closely resembles Boeing, Airbus. They closely resemble, because we produce parts over there because of the, what we call rare earth materials that China mines and gathers. We produce pieces of our chipboard, pieces of this and that. And we bring the parts back over here and we assemble them. And any company that has any sort of business going over there, China is able to look through anything that pertains to what's being done over there. So China has been able to piece aircraft from parts that we produce for what? Our fighters, our drones. So we are literally just handing them information. They don't even have to come over here. They can steal it but not even steal it because these companies signed a contract to allow them to do it. Um, well, I mean, it, it, to be fair, you know, they're, they are taking advantage of materials that they have available to them, which are these rare earth materials, which are found in abundance over there. So oh, yeah. hopefully one day we'll find a big I, stash somewhere else. And then- I, I, I heard that, is it Greenland? Yeah. Greenland, right? Or is it Iceland? What's the one that's only the... East Coast is actually like inhabited because the rest of us under ice. Greenland. Okay. Greenland. I think it's Greenland, they said, is the next possible large rare earth material site. And that's why countries have been trying to buy it from Denmark for years. Well, let's get warming up that air so we can melt all that ice. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll find the thing. I will say another thing that does attribute uh, towards climate, climate fluctuations, let's say. Is Aaron eating bean burritos and farting? Yes. <laughs> but it's also our positioning of the globe and not like going around. But long story short, true north is directly up. Magnetic north is never up. So right. the earth actually wobbles. For those of you who don't know, it actually wobbles off of its axis. So it could be 23s off this year. And in 10 years, it could be less than 23. Let's say, I think they said the fluctuations about five to six degrees. Um, but then you also have the sun and the different energy outputs that the sun has. There's a whole lot more that goes into it. But anyways, yes. So for, for, for those of you who don't know, it's not predictable to the point that we can tell you in 10 years we're going to be in another ice age. It could just happen. Yeah, it could happen. But, but yeah, so one of the things when I was watching the debates and everything else, Biden, is I will be honest. There are times when I go, what the heck did he just say? Because <laughs> He will string words together that, or not words, sounds together. It sounds like, yeah, the people yeah. go, oh, it, it's his stutter. It's a stutter. It's a stutter. Don't make fun of his stutter. Uh, this interview, December 8th, 2019 to Axios, they interviewed Biden. He goes, look, the mistakes I make are mistakes. And some people think I still stutter. I don't think myself that way. He just denied any. <laughs> so he's, he's he says, openly admitting he doesn't still stutter. That he says these things are mistakes, not stutters. So he's admitting that he purposely doesn't say the right thing. Well, no, he says they're verbal mistakes. Like he can't cognitively put together. Ah. They're not because people will blame, you know, his things as stutters and say, oh, he he stuttered in the middle of his phrase. He came out in an interview and just 
and said that it's actually a cognitive thing that he yeah he old. is old he is old if he gets elected yeah. he'll be one of the so, oldest president no is he the oldest he'll be one of the i don't know if he's gonna be the oldest. who's the, i can't remember who the oldest one was that anyways that interview was with axios uh and just before anyone goes well that's biased news um they got a 92.5 out of 100 on newsguard so yeah, it's true. Yeah. And NewsGuard, uh, and, uh, NewsGuard has been going more lefty, lefty. But if they're still giving that side a ninety-two point five, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm up for that. Something that also kind of, and we, we talked about it recently. Just, just kind of jumping back to it. Something else that kind of struck a chord with me is as this, this information comes out, and it, even though it's wrong, because quite honestly. I would rather have this information about the Bidens come out months ago because then we could, guys, we got days, four days, four days to make our choice and all this truth comes out. Well, we, again, we don't know it's 100% truth yet. It's being investigated. But that's now, the thing is the, if he wins office and it's impeachable, it's even harder to impeach him at that point, especially if the Democrats pull the majority. I know. So, yeah. So what I find interesting, you know, about the whole emails from, you know, all that. Uh, so the business partner uh, was he got a message from Democratic rep. Uh, wow. So the, the partner's name is Tony Babulinski. OK. Uh, Democratic representative Ro Kahana told Babulinski he would protect him from being labeled as a partisan hack in the Democratic halls. Essentially. And he's going on record with newspapers about saying this guy isn't doing this just for politics. He's legit. So if you have Democrats now getting in this guy's corner and saying, oh, we're going to protect you, there there might be a little bit of fire to this, but we'll oh, have to wait oh. to see what it is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And yes. there's a bunch of conspiracy theorists out there and they're saying, oh, this is all just to make it so that after a day, Biden will resign and then Kamala becomes president. I've seen that one so many times. You see the interview or the the what? response that Kamala's father had about her? No, I didn't. Oh, you got to watch that. He rips his daughter a new one. I've also seen the interview, though, where Biden goes, the Kamala presidency will be. Which, you know, and, and you know, you talk to some people, they're like, oh, yeah, Biden's not going to survive. He's not going to be able to handle that stress. That's why he chose Kamala. And I'm like, uh, at the same time, too, you ever have those... And I got to do more research into Kamala, too, because have you ever had those people you just get this weird vibe about? Well, I mean, she's a D.A., so. But you know what I mean? It's just like, like I said, I got to do more. I got to understand where her position is on stuff. And there might not be much because she's in right now currently in the shadow of Joe Biden. Um, oh, there's enough. She was upset about covid uh, and uh, releasing inmates from prisons. Because they were, she was using them as free labor, and she was upset that the prisons were releasing prisoners because she was losing her labor. That tells me more right there that I need to, than I need to know about yeah. her, about where her moral standing is. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Where she's looking at people, not as people, but as labor, as objects. What's that remind me of? Huh, Hitler? No, no. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking. Spirituals on the fields picking cotton. Oh, oh, that's that's a touchy subject right there. I know, but that's what it reminds me of. She's upset that she lost her slave labor. Yeah. Well, I mean, that ultimately is what it is. They are either given the opportunity to do nothing or do labor. Yeah. And if they do labor, they get a little, but not enough to survive. They can't actually 
Yeah, that's actually a very fair point. Yeah. And so that that right there tells me more than I need to know about her, that I can't trust her because she doesn't see people for the value of, of people. people. She sees value in what she can get out of people. She sees value in what is in it for her. Yeah. She sees everything else as pawns to be used for her games, her schemes, her whatever. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, I can go, I, I cannot ever put a check next to, and this is for me, and if you choose to vote for Biden and Harris, and this is for anyone, that's up to you. That I'm not turning around saying, here, here's your plantation, go to the South. I'm not telling you that. I'm just saying, for me, I cannot do it. Because the reality is, with how old Biden is, Kamala may end up as the president. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. like AOC and all that has already said, we are going to lobby Biden to do what we want. Warren said she wants to be uh, Secretary of Finance or something like that. So I was like, no, no, no. It, it's it, For me, it comes down to lesser of two evils. I think I think what we also have to look at, too, and a lot of people hate to say this, but a lot of people just don't have the, the brain capacity or the time. I'll say some people are just so darn busy or have so much going on in their life, they just don't have the time to make, to comprehend everything. I think one of the things I've always thought about Trump, and for those of you that are listening, ah, he's a Trump lover. I'm not a Trump lover, but I'm giving Trump a benefit of the doubt that the media has not done. Okay. Um, and I'll do this for any president um, just because... If they're actually doing something for us and it's not being showed by the media, that is the media's fault for not representing the people. Because at that point, the president is representing the people. He's not representing himself. He's not representing his lobbyist. He's representing the people. If he's actually doing for, uh, something for us, that's good. And if the media chooses not to represent that but find all the flaws in him, then they don't care about us at all. So I've always wondered if Trump knows more about what goes on behind the scenes of politics than he can actually safely say. And watching his reactions on the debate, seeing how he handles things, I think his bully attitude is say, his way of trying to control things he does not have backing on. And if you sit there and like the, his statement on the Proud Boys of stand by, stand ready, and stuff like that, you know, I think he would go to that limit. Most presidents wouldn't go to that limit where they have the people sit there and, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Proud Boys are patriots. For the most part, yeah. Okay. Now, obviously, there's always extremists in every group. There always is. Yeah. It, well, well, here's the thing, okay? Um, you know, because they always go, Proud Boys, they're white supremacists, right? They, that's the thing I hear all the time. They're not white supremacists. Uh, well, here, let me ask you this. Then why is, uh, was he Afro-Cuban? He's like the leader of the Proud Boys. <laughs> he was just on Tim Pool's IRL, Tim Pool IRL site um, podcast. He, he's like Afro-Cuban and he's the leader of the Proud Boys. And he, and he goes on there, you know, so the old days. Uh, so who founded the Proud Boys? Do you know that? Nope. Gavin McGinnis is the founder of the Proud Boys. He, so Gavin McGinnis originally started on the news era cycles of things he founded vice news he okay. you know so he founded vice news and then when they started kind of going lefty he left he's the one of those little he likes to cause commotion for causing commotion sake and then he founded proud boys and to be fair to be fair in the earlier days of proud boys like in order to 
rank up in the Proud Boys. One of them was you had to get into a fist fight, defending at a like a at defending the Constitution or the you know, American way. Which I wouldn't say is a good thing. Well, that's what I said. To be fair, you know, <clears throat> and they have kind of gone away from that at this point. Yes, so, but, but that at was the same time I can also there. see it kind of being a thing of, you know, if you actually say you're for the Constitution, you say then physically show it. I I I see yeah, that. Yeah, but in 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 a sense, you of don't like need a, to get into a fist fight. Okay, no, you you don't. You don't. I and if you know your information, you know your facts. You can shut somebody down with the truth and yeah, facts. Yeah, you well, you can. So you don't need to get into a fist fight. I but don't, I, I don't think you've ever worked or dealt with very truly ignorant people. Let me introduce you to my family. Some <laughs> you will not be able to shut them oh, up. I I know there are people in this world that you can tell them that the Earth is about to blow up. You have hundreds of documents proving it, and they can literally watch a volcano exploding off into the distance, and they will still go, Earth is not going to end. Yeah, I know there are those people that exist. Yeah. Oh, yes. But so anyways, but yeah, so the Proud Boy thing, you know, because yeah, his choicing of standby, that was a little weird. I will admit that Trump's choice. It was was weird. But, But it makes me question if his reliance because he doesn't even have all the republicans underneath his belt anymore no he doesn't and it almost makes you wonder if you have the lincoln project what's the lincoln project i'm not familiar with that one the lincoln project is a group of ex-republicans i say and they call themselves ex-republicans that are vehemently anti-trump like they are 100 anti-trump they're releasing political ads and all that they call themselves the lincoln project Hmm. um you know former these are former republicans Notice I said former ex-Republicans who are so anti-Trump, they formed a political pack to to go against Trump. Like, they just released a commercial recently. Um, They tried to pull up people's heartstrings over COVID. You know, again, blaming Trump for COVID. It was called The Final Call. And it was, you know, two sisters in their kitchen. You know, older sisters, like in in a kitchen on speakerphone, the nurse is going, your mother's wants to say goodbye, you know, you know, trying to, yeah, they're trying, they're, 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 they're pulling at the heartstrings. They're pulling at emotions and not facts. I'll say they're this. using emotions to persuade you to vote for not Trump. I will say this. If you're a politician and you are using life and death for political gain, you are absolutely pathetic. I don't care how minor COVID is. If you are using it for political gain, you are pathetic because ultimately how I'm going to look at it is, and this is the other thing I find interesting too. What has the Democratic Party done about the riots and what have they done about COVID? They haven't taken funds. They haven't diverted funds. You know, and this is like, well, Trump isn't in. I don't care. You want me to vote for you. You got to be the better of the two evils. So Biden finally denounced rioting in Pennsylvania. Finally. After how many months? Yep. So I have... Because this is starting to go into a long episode. I had, do have one final question for both of you. If there was a website that listed with a map with your address and pinpointed directly to your house with your names, your contact number, your social media profiles for the candidate that you donated money to. So not voted for, but donated money to. Would you donate money? Well, no. Would you be upset when that data comes out? Because here's the thing. First off, I'm not, I'm not taking my little my little newly purchased condo and I'm not putting it on the, the podium to be burned to the ground by these crazies. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah. But if you donate money to the candidate, it just shows up there. It should. Why not? 
Well, let me tell you what. There's a website, a group of people that scoured all the FEC data. And if you ever donated a cent to Trump, you're put on a map with links to be shared out to all social media to shame you with your address and contact information. And I looked at it and I said, if people did that for Biden donors, there would be an uproar over putting people's lives at risk. But because it's for someone who is hated, aka Trump, it's not only tolerated, it's lauded as the best thing in the world. Because you can find out who your hateful neighbors are, and I put that in quotes, hateful neighbors are that are by you. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. It's, it's like not even hate. It's what's it called? We talked about it. Where you publicly erase somebody. Cancel. Yeah, it's, it's cancel culture. It's just you're trying to get them to disappear at that point. You're trying to take one thing that they've done and make it so everything else in their life is now invalidated because of that one thing they did. Yep. You're, you're putting them on the map and saying, these are people that I don't like. Yeah. And <sighs> unfor- unfortunately... I'm almost in and, and one could say this is this is just a brain thought. OK, the last thing I'm going to say, I think how it should be is it's it, it'd be the political run to being president is all about money. That's why you barely see anything with Joe Jorgensen. They don't have the funds like the Republican and Democratic Party have to sit there, travel like three cities in every state over the course of two years. They don't have the ability to fund. Every single YouTube ad that you sit there and you watch a video on, watching a video on puppies, Joe Biden or Trump comes up, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have the funds to do that. If you're a third party or a fourth party, I almost would want to say that. And I, I, you can easily come back and say, but it's almost like I'm trying to min- I'm mentally, I'm like trying to make like this fairness thing here. So it's almost like, what if there's a pot that went in? Okay. There was a pot so that, you know, if you were going to run, you would have to pre-plan four years ahead, okay, if you were going to run, to make it so that you couldn't jump in last minute just to get money. It'd have to be something you were going to be doing from the end, and you're going to try to win it to the end. So everybody that donates something, it has to be donated to this black pot, let's say, you know, this silver pot, whatever you want to call it. And this pot would be evenly distributed so that every representing party had the limit. So they sit there and let's say they want to travel all 50 so, so states. what essentially what you want is some um regulation that not, you prevents, want a reform of it. Yes, it's a reform but not a reform that gives a certain pre-existing party or a pre-existing part of the government that could be biased control. That's what I don't want. But somebody has to monitor it and whoever monitors it cannot be biased because then they can slip underneath the table. But then at the same time too it also allows us to to see that, hey, if somebody else is suddenly having more funding, that funding, and they go, oh, it's coming from my pockets. No, somebody's putting it in your pockets. They're buying, they're, 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 they're paying for your election. So then it'll probably be easier to see lobbyists going. I, I don't know. I don't, it's just, just a quick thought that I, that I had, and it'd be interesting to see if anything could become of it. Now, obviously, both parties would be against it because let's say, you're limited to $100 million. You got to figure out how to spread $100 million over ads, over yeah. news, over um, traveling. It makes it harder. And to me, I almost feel like it would be more substantial 
You know, you have to take every single second you have in front of the camera or every single uh, commercial you make. You have to make it all that more better. You have to make it all that more uh, substantial. You know, but, you know, so interestingly enough, that website, it used to be called Donald Trump dot watch. Oh, boy. Has gone away. Is now replaced by donor dot watch. A different website completely. At least this one now, you can look at all Both? parties. Ah. So they must have gotten a lot of flack. Yeah, they must have. That or there must have been some sort of. So but this is the same group that in 2019 created a, a website called Racist Watch, which listed all of Donald Trump's supporters. So expect this to change again. That's the other thing I, I, I just so. love. I, that's, that's the other thing I love. People sit there and they, Trump, Trump has said some really stupid stuff. But when they first started labeling Trump, and this is what I found funny that got brought up in the debate. Um, back in 2014, um, I shouldn't say, at the beginning of Trump's, uh, Trump's presidency, mm-hmm. you know, about a year in, they sat there and said, oh, look at what he's doing. He's deporting people, and these are these cages with these kids in it. And uh, Trump sits there and goes, Joe, you know better. There's a reason Obama's the Obama called- administration created these cages. This is a picture from 2014, and it's been proven. I say, and if you, you doubt it, go to Snopes. There's a reason Obama was called deporter in chief. Yes, and for and but that's that's how they started the ball on saying he was racist because he was deporting people out of the country. But Obama deported more people in four years than Trump did. So, and when people sit there and go, "What has he done good for the country?" He's catching human traffickers. He's helping to find kids. He's trying to get people that were on a visa that have an expired visa are getting picked up and brought out or getting their visas renewed. You know, I will say Trump did not have a proper um, response to when the moderator asked, what are you doing? Are you are you still keeping these kids separated from their parents? He didn't answer at first, but the one response he did have, which is something that is 100% true, is that these gangs, coyotes and stuff, these parents will pay for their kids to get dropped off at the border. And at this point, we have kids that we have no... Uh-oh. No, no, no. So this made me laugh because the coyote thing and these people are being legitimate. They're going, how does an animal bring a kid across the board? Oh. <laughs> and there were pictures of little babies riding right. wild coyotes oh across gosh. the border. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they were serious. They weren't understanding what the phrase coyote meant. And then someone online was like, I am a, a child trafficking expert. And I've never heard the phrase coyote before. And I responded, I was Bull. like, I, I responded like, so you don't know what the basics 101 about child trafficking and call yourself a child trafficking expert. I was like, no, you do not know. Bull. Bro, I heard about coyotes when I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. Okay. We're in Wisconsin and we know about coyotes. Yeah. How do you not know about coyotes and you're a human trafficking expert? You, you, you don't have an excuse. No, we're no. about, we're one of the furthest Northern spots you can be. Away from the border, and we know what coyotes mean. Now, is a coyote only a term for a... It's like a hired person that helps you cross the border. Is that only a term with the with my being racist with Mexico? Or is that a universal term? Because um, I can see if you're a child a trafficking expert, I'm giving this person benefit of the doubt, and you're focusing on a different part of the world, I, mean, I, I can see that. But if you're physically living in the U.S. and you don't know... And they're physically in the U.S. Oh, um, it does not. Uh, I don't know if it's used in our parts of the world. Uh, I'll, I'll admit that. But coyote, that concept is such a big integral part of this whole thing. 
Um, it, it's why it's such an issue. So, yeah. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, I, I, Johnson's over here like, what? I think Johnson's, Johnson's, Johnson's pooped out here. Yeah. What, what, what was that, Johnson? You ain't sleepy. Why is Aaron sleepy? Yeah. So I just pulled this up on Twitter and it, it's a little child with a sombrero, mind you, <laughs> riding a coyote while it's running. It's photoshopped, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, could you be more stereotypical Mexican? This looks like a little gunman slinger, you know, that you see in the stereotypical Mexican movies. That's what this child looks like. We're riding on a coyote. They were racist. We're trying to make sure people here are here and people who aren't here get deported. Whoever created that should be labeled as racist. I know I'm racist, Aaron. I'm white. Oh, correct. we will get to that later. Not right now. Because there's so much with that right now. Uh, Oh, but I mean, I mean, I mean, just just regards to the whole border thing. I'm not against people coming into the U.S., but I like. I think it's you that said it in the last podcast. If somebody's coming up from South America and they're a, ref, a refugee, is there really not another country they could stop at instead of going all the way up to America? Or they're flying over from Africa to South America. and then uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you were saying. Is there really not a country they can just stop at and live? You know, it's like, I'm not against people coming in. But if you're going to come in, we, I will say, our entry in this country has to be reformed. Because I do think it's fair if the average American person could not pass a standard, if they, if, if, if you, Aaron Johnson, who has been living here all your life, who has gone through American history classes and stuff like that, if you can't take the entrance exam to get into this country and pass, then we either need to up the standards of American teaching or we should lower the standards of entrance. Although I do understand the one mindset that people have, they say, if the people coming into America have a better understanding of America than the people who live in America, that's obviously embarrassing. But at the same time, it helps to separate people and it, it, it helps to force the fact that the people coming in and living in America are going to be quality. Or, 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 or as, as it's, they can bring more to the table by understanding and knowing how and being able to pass the test and stuff. Mm-hmm. But is it slow from People that I've talked to that are not American or have family, I should say, that have family members that are not American, it is a challenge to get into this country. It is. And it yeah. takes a long time. I understand that. But there's a reason for that. And for those people who want to abandon that, anybody that comes into the country, this is what I have to say to you. House them. If you don't want any sort of vetting to happen, oh, we should have vetting for criminals. Okay. Everybody has to go through that vet. Everybody. If you don't want that, then you need to house them. Then tell me how you feel about it. I'm not against people coming in, but we just can't have open borders. Germany, not Germany. Europe, they're pretty much open borders because everybody is next to each other. Europe's standpoint is like us in Wisconsin having to deal with people in Illinois, Iowa, and Michigan, and Minnesota. That's Europe right there. But the difference is we're already one unified nation. Europe is trying to get to there. But anyways, um, we, could, we could probably keep going. But I think, I think it's got plenty enough. <laughs> Any final comments or thoughts? Or I have no final comments or thoughts. Um, just to, if you are still listening and you haven't clicked it off, as an American, it is our unfortunate right to have to vet through all of this information to find who we believe is going to be the best candidate to run the country for the next years. 
And it is a very valid point that we also need to be doing investigation, or I should say researching, of the vice presidents, considering that there are times that there could be a chance that the president or whoever is presiding over the country could not be able to do the job any longer. Um, so it is our American right to vote. At the same time, we unfortunately have to do it through going through a jungle of information that is unfortunately skewed like no tomorrow. Johnson, final comments, thoughts, Mr. Quiet Boy. <laughs> not really. I hate this time. This time that happens every two years? Two President years. is every four, but we yeah. always have elections like every two years. Oh, yeah, that's true. I roll my eyes when the presidential elections come around because I know some sort of curveball is going to get thrown into the mix. Yeah. Some truth or not truth. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. No. Nothing I, else? Man. I, <laughs> one thing I was just talking to with a buddy of mine. I thought it was funny. Why, why, why do we have two dudes in their 70s running for president? Yeah. <sighs> I also find it funny. Democrats are always like, minorities have, should rule everything. And they pick the oldest white. Yeah. I know. They get fine. Granted, the only thing they got going for them is Harris and the vice president. But I, it's like, man. Why did they you, run you her as, as by uh, president then? Huh? And they're because always, they didn't vote for her yeah. in the primaries. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, so stupid. But yeah, I just, I don't understand why somebody that would be in retiring age would be like, oh, let's lead the country as who knows what is yet to come health wise for all of them. Hopefully they make it. Hopefully it doesn't take them out. But I imagine there's got to be some kind of strain on them being that old. Oh, yeah. You know? That's one thing that would make me nervous about Biden becoming president because he already seems bad enough as it is. I say, just look at Barack Obama. Look at him first four years in. Well, look at any president who's gone in with non gray hair. Yeah, they all come out with it. And they all look like got like Biden will go in off an old person and slapped on a young person's body. Biden will go in with gray hair and come out with no hair. No hair. Well, there's the memes of if. If um <laughs> um what's his name got it Bernie, and it was showing him showing him in his presidency like however many years and he's just a skeleton. I'm like, oh dang. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was just I don't know annoying because yeah, it's like Josh said, it is just all money that gets them to be where they're at pretty much for campaigning and all the ads and stuff like that. If someone young could afford it, then there'd probably be younger people in there. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, too, like your hometown politicians and stuff, what do they have? They don't focus on money. They try to get to the bars or taverns, mm. whatever you call them. They try to talk to people. They try to catch people at festivals, you know. I mean, there is some sort of, you know, advertising they do, but they're out there trying to talk to you more, specifically talk to you more. Well, it's on a lower level. Yes, it, it it is, but it just shows that money shouldn't be the shouldn't be the ultimate factor on your ability to. Well, I'm just saying the money is the biggest thing to get them into where they're at too. It it is it is because if they like have the funds to be able to pay for advertising and all the campaigning and stuff, then it's like then they'll have a better chance as someone who probably could be a lot better, but they just don't have the money to support themselves to get out. So. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of things that, well, there's always something that needs changing. Yep. 
So nothing else, Mr. Johnson? Nah, man. All right. So again, this is releasing on the on the second, the day before election. So my advice, go out and vote. Vote for whoever you find fits best with the things that are important to you. And that's going to be different for everyone. You know, for Johnson, it's going to be who's going to give him the most money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> for Brewer, it's going to be whatever. You know, <laughs> there's a lot that was covered. You know, so go and vote for who you think is going to be the best. Vote for who you think is going to lead the country, you know, in as close a line as you think it can be done. And I'll say this, if you need a little bit of levity in this time, if you have not, go and watch the movie movie Idiocracy, because that is where our politics is headed, honestly. We're already at step one, where we have the wrestler, aka Trump in uh the presidency let's see here if we can give some more uh energy drinks to plants because that's what the plants crave if you've never seen i have not you need mondo it's what's plants crave (laughs) so yes make your voice heard if you have not already voted obviously vote today vote tuesday don't vote wednesday because polls will be closed then you can't do anything about it and if you do need a vote on wednesday go to go go to josh brewer's house i'm sure he'll take your vote Huh. And then he'll show up on a Project Veritas video as voter harvesting. And then, oh, the fun that Woo. we had with that. Well, this was an interesting Monday episode. I will say that. 